0: Welcome to the Xbox Wrap-Up Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, or just Logan, depending on how you know me. And we are going to be talking about everything that happened this week. It is the week of the 28th of April, and there's been some interesting stuff going on around the industry. So, we're going to be breaking mostly what came down with Sony, with Xbox. Not too much in the way of Nintendo this week, but I did want to mention a few things. Uh, Also going to be talking about some of the games that released, and uh, how those are shaping up, if you should look into them. if they're going to be something that you want to play with your kids if you have kids if you don't have kids and you're just a big kid at heart you might just enjoy it anyway so it doesn't matter but we're going to be talking about sony's two-hour trials being part of ps plus premium vrr support finally coming to the console the preservation team now being set up for sony games as well as sony stopping ps plus stacking if you remember you understand what that means and i'll get into it later the premium tier of classic games have maybe been leaked and the ps lineup for may has been announced we're going to be talking about xbox and the xbox bethesda games showcase date we're going to be talking a lot about that Also, we got some interesting information from Resetera uh, member about Bethesda's game Starfield and how they feel about the game shaping up as it is. There's a ton of news involving Activision Blizzard, as well as a bunch of announcements that came from Blizzard this week uh, that I want to talk about, and I figured they would be worth bringing up because some of those games are games that you might be questioning if you actually want to play. So we also got a little bit of news about Star Wars Jedi Fallen 2, and uh, I'm looking forward to that as well because it's a great game ton of news to get to this week so let's get into it this is your one-stop shop for all of your gaming news The first bit of information that I figured I'd dive into is one that doesn't really fall under uh, one specific console, but it, it's not really it's not really news because it's just speculation. We're going off of rumors, so you know how I feel about rumors, and if you don't, I'm not a big fan of really talking about them because it's not actually industry news. It's just kind of playing the speculation game with some a, a little bit of inside knowledge from people who are sharing information that they probably shouldn't be sharing but I figured this was one of those ones that given the time it might be worth actually diving into because this week is the last week before I believe I believe this is true Uh, next week is the Star Wars uh, celebration so we're going to be getting into May the 4th be with you as always May the 4th uh, the Star Wars celebration and as that uh, there was a question that came to Jeff Grubb on his gaming show uh, where he kind of talks about games in general so if you're not familiar, the Jeff Grubbs Game Mess is over on YouTube. You can watch it there. Um, I, I, I'm writing or I'm reading from an article that I figured would be a good way to sum it up. This comes to us uh, via Screen Rant from Jay Brody Shirley or Shuri, Shuri, Sire, Shirey, uh, And sorry, <laughs> butchering names already. Uh, just expected at this point. Um, they, they go into the latest episode of his YouTube uh, gaming show where Grubb answers a viewer's question about Fallen Order sequel by predicting that EA will reveal more information about it during the Star Wars Celebration event in May. He also believes the game could be released in early 2023, but doesn't rule out the possibility of it coming out by the end of the year. One of the interesting things that came from this announcement, or this this rumor, I shouldn't say announcement, from this rumor is that the Star Wars Fallen Order sequel could be a next-gen-only game now for those of us in the xbox realm that's not too big a deal because a lot of us uh, will probably have access to this through ea through game pass Uh, we'll also be able to uh, do this through cloud streaming but if you want, you can always pick up a Series S and the Series S and the Series X are becoming more and more available, far more available than PlayStation's um, PS5 is right now at the moment. And even the, the OLED Switch. Uh, funny enough, I I won't go into the numbers um, because I don't really know that they really say anything, but uh, we got the, the end of the month uh, numbers for March um, in the gaming industry. And overall nintendo uh sold the most units xbox sold the most as far as sales a uh, dollar value and sony came in third place um below those two in those different ones but sony uh definitely made the most through software uh they they probably got the most as far as like how many games are being sold uh from sony that uh, people are buying and they definitely beat out uh, both Nintendo and Xbox, but I think that is purely due to uh, Xbox leaning heavily into the last half of the year for their releases, and Sony kind of releasing most of their stuff towards the first half of the year, which kind of makes sense. We just had Horizon, for, or Horizon Forbidden West and Gran Turismo 7. God of War is suspected to be um, coming in the near future, definitely this year, and uh, the, people are still still debating that. There's been... Confirmations from the devs that they are for sure certain that this game is coming out in 2022, which I'm excited for because I I really do really really want to play uh, the sequel to that game. I think it's really really great. Uh, they're also talking about the the Last of Us remake, seemingly confirmed by Naughty Dog staff, but there's not really. Again, we're kind of going off of a lot of rumors, which is kind of why I'm bringing this up in the beginning because I don't want you to focus on the rumors because the rumors aren't going to give us games in the future. The announcements will give us games. The actual release dates will give us games. Um, but it is interesting to think about that. Uh, and if this does actually happen, I will definitely actually announce it because they did. EA did actually... Uh, give a teaser I believe during the uh, Star Wars celebration that happened the year that um, Jedi Fallen Order was due out I believe it released that fall and then uh, accessibility patch came the following June but that May prior to its launch uh, I think that was that was something that they they had shown the actual lightsaber uh, that Cal Kestis um, uses and then I, I want to say that it was like the last, maybe the last E3 we got where they actually kind of dove into the game. That was where everyone was like, oh, I don't know, uh, you know, it's EA, <laughs> but it was Respawn and Respawn does a great job with games. And I think that was kind of what we really kind of latched onto. That was the thing that we really wanted to um, believe in. And, you know, Peter Hirschman has gone on to really kind of uh you know take charge of of a lot of the stuff that's going on over at ea and i think for the better hopefully for the better we'll see we'll, i'm looking forward to star wars celebration regardless i really want to watch the new obi-wan series um i'm not too enthralled about moon right midnight right now and, and and while we're while i'm on the topic of TV shows as I go off onto this random tangent. Have any of you been keeping up with the Halo show? Because I've i kind of dropped off. I've, I haven't really watched it too much, partly because the Paramount Plus app is just complete garbage. It's just complete and utter garbage. Even though I love the amount of content that's on there, it is the worst app I've ever used. Uh, it feels like a web-based Flash program that is just like chugging along uh, and I absolutely hate it. So I, I have not wanted to boot that up to watch the Halo show, but I, I keep hearing little bits and stuff from the actual show and it just doesn't feel like it's it's not the Master Chief that I was hoping it was going to be. It's it's the dude that's in the suit that I guess is named John that we care about. And I, and I guess I just wanted more Master Chief than I wanted John 117 so uh i still hear i still think cortana's really awesome though i think jen just absolutely killed it and she's coming to sacramento soon she's she's gonna be at the anime con hopefully Uh, herself and um uh oh god i forgot his name master chief uh oh my gosh what is his name downs um oh i can't think of what it is you hate me right now i'm sorry i can't steve downs Steve Downs, I got there. I got there in the end. Uh, he he and uh, Jen Taylor are supposed to be coming to the anime convention in uh, I can't remember when soon in in the future, uh, Sacramento. So I'm looking forward to that. Last time I went to an anime convention in uh, Sacramento, I got to meet uh, I got to meet the the lead actor for Ghost of Tsushima and Steve Downs, and they were both amazingly kind. And I uh, kind of wish that I actually just got to sit down and chat with them in a proper interview. As opposed to me walking up and asking a question and then hoping that it got recorded from a phone from far away, which didn't end up working out doesn't matter. It was a good conversation. It was good to go there. I like going to anime cons. It's weird to see stuff that I have never seen before. I've got a really weird tangent. Let's move on. Um, aside from that, as far as news goes, I think that's really the only kind of speculation that we've really got right now. Um, there's a couple interesting things that I, I want to dive into, but let's get into Sony news talking about Sony. Um, this, this is a, this is a humdinger of a choice that they decided to make. Uh, we got an announcement from, uh, some of the developers that develop for Sony that according to uh, and, and actually, I'll tell you what, let me actually source source my article here. Uh, this is coming to us from GameDeveloper.com. Uh, the senior editor, uh, Bryant Francis, uh, wrote up this article. It is a three minute read. It was actually kind of nice to read. But um, uh, let's let's kind of dive in here. Sony has begun communicating with developers about its plans for timed game trials for PlayStation Plus premium Subscribers, the PPPs, Uh, according to sources, speaking to game developer, developers working on games that have a wholesale wholesale cost of thirty five dollars or thirty four dollars or higher are now required to create time limited game trials for of their games. Um, (laughs) the These trial versions must be at least two hours long. Games that cost lower than those amounts are not required to create limited time trials, according to the new policy. Um. So if you if you don't know the highest tier, uh, of of PlayStation Plus, their their new kind of the thing that was Spartacus, which is now just PlayStation Plus, not to be confused with the current iteration, which is PlayStation Plus, which I, I've got news about that as well. Uh, the highest tier, the one that costs the most, which I believe annually is still cheaper than a year's worth of Game Pass Ultimate. Um, but it, it, if you pay monthly, I think it's around seventeen dollars a month. Uh, which is just it's a little much for what they're asking they offer trials uh for games now now we're actually kind of we're kind of getting some information about this and the the information that we're getting is is that game developers are being asked to to create time limited game trials of their games that have to be two hours worth of gameplay the reason why they're time limited is because they only require them to have these trials available to ps plus premium members uh uh, which are are the ppps uh, for 12 months which is kind of nuts imagine dedicating your studio to creating a vertical slice of your game which is going to act as a trial of the game not just a demo but a trial you can make demos and they're willing to accept that as an alternative to the time limited trial Um, But you have to create a a two hour long uh, trial that is only going to be available for 12 months for a small percentage of users on a premium tier of an online service for one console manufacturer and i have to say this is the stupidest thing i've heard of will it be cool for those that are paying for the premium to get to play games for two hours before having to actually buy them maybe the problem comes is that this service the two hours actually kicks up when you press download on the game and depending on the size of the demo, it could take a, a relatively large amount of time to download that, especially given Internet speeds. So if you have slow Internet and this trial is somewhere in the neighborhoods of 30 gigabytes, we'll say, and it's a two hour trial and you click download, if it takes an hour and a half to download that game, we're, we're just kind of throwing out numbers here. I'm not trying to speak to it, but I'm just kind of giving you an idea of the worst case scenario you're only going to get to play that game for about a half hour before the trial actually ends so i steam has um a way for you to play games for two hours uh if you buy them if you buy a game and you play it under two hours and you just don't like the game it's just not something you wanted uh you you're not happy with it sometimes some people can actually beat it in that amount of time depending on what type of game it is you can return it with very little pushback uh as long as you return it within the the actual um return period which i believe is 14 days for them and that's it you get your you get your money back or you get you you get uh steam credit back and it's not a big deal um this is this is sony telling not even asking telling developers that if you are now going to be making games this isn't retroactive this is from games from now on if you're going to be making a game and you're going to charge more than 34 dollars for that game as the uh, wholesale cost of the game then you have to Make available for just the PPPs a year's worth of uh, trial or or a, a trial for one year that is at least two hours of game time. And I cannot imagine how annoying this is going to be, especially given that at the moment Game Pass is doing really well at picking up games day one on Game Pass, and that the barrier to entry for that is cheaper and far more uh, uh kind of re- respected or valuable to people than s- currently with ps plus uh or, or ps plus premium now we don't really know a whole lot about what the lineup for the ps plus premium uh the s- different tiers are going to be um, i ended up uh picking up a deal for the what was it the ps now uh, thing and uh, uh service on. And, and I got a year's worth of that for I think fifty bucks. I think Destin Laguerre from IGN uh, posted some information about that, and I I decided to add it up there because I wanted to try out and see what the actual value of that PS Now was going to be because I assumed any of the games that were streaming from the PS3, uh, in the games that were made available from the PS2 era and the PS4. Um, would be something that was carried forward with the new system, which is supposed to go out around I think June 12th or June 19th somewhere around in that neighborhood. they're're they're, they're planning on rolling out this new uh, this new version of PS plus. And because of this, um, I got a chance to kind of play around with the games that are are available on there. And I, I'm really not impressed. I'm really not. The games that are are there are not very good um and i'm I'm just not i don't know that this is going to be really worth it they're really going to have to come out with some major amazing games from the ps3 era for you to be able to do this um and and for you to to want to spend and i and i did actually check here the playstation plus premium which is the highest here is 18 dollars a month it's 50 bucks for a quarter or it's 120 for a year, which is on par with Game Plus uh, Game Pass Ultimate, because uh, Game Pass Ultimate, I believe, is 120 bucks a year. If you don't get it for a deal, I usually look for the deals because I like to stack these things. Which actually takes us to the next story here, which is. There's something going on right now where uh, apparently Sony has uh, shadow removed the opportunity for users to be able to extend their their membership for PS Plus. Um, This is something that I do with Game Pass. It's something that I do with PS Plus. A lot of people do this. They find deals where you can buy PS Plus uh, for a year and get it at a cheaper value. In fact, Sony even does this themselves. They've sold their their PS Plus service uh, for a year. I want to say for 40 bucks. I think that's the one that I saw last, uh, last Black Friday. And it's a good deal. It's a good way to save some money. And it's a good way to get uh, access to online games. Um, it's a good way to get access to uh, online saves, which really helped me out when I got my PS5. I was able to pull most, if not all of my Uh, downloads from the online storage for for the games that I had been playing on my ps4 and uh, this was something that I saw around on twitter and I was really surprised by this Um, but if you are looking to stack your membership and buy multiple prepaid cards to redeem the codes to be able to extend the membership that you have for ps plus like currently mine's good till 2024 that's how long mine is uh and same thing with game pass too game pass lets me stack it up i think i've got it stacked up till 2024 i'm good till um you can do that and it's not a big deal, and a lot of people do this because that's generally when they go looking for those deals. Uh, this is no longer an option. Sony has made no official word on this, uh, and and I know a couple outlets have already reached out to Sony for to get an official statement on this. Um, but I know uh, uh, there's there's been a, a bunch of people on the Twitter sphere that I follow that are also games industry people and they've had codes that they've tried to apply to their accounts and it no longer allows them so now you have to wait until the uh the service has actually been um at at the end of its lifespan before you can re-up on it and according to a couple users i haven't been able to confirm this but according to a couple people that i read on twitter they also confirmed that you cannot auto uh, unrenew um, your service which i I don't necessarily believe because I, they i just read an article not too long ago about some of the efforts that they're putting in place to make it easier for people to uh, cancel their memberships um as uh, in in accordance with some of the laws that were coming from the eu as far as like you know malicious uh, services and stuff like that uh, nintendo had to do the same thing and Xbox has never had had too many issues with this so I don't think they were hit so hard with this but nintendo and sony had to uh, really, kind of adjust their their policies on this. Uh, most recently, and I think a lot of what's going on right now is effectively um, they are trying to cut off people from being able to st- stack up their PS Plus cost uh, at the cheaper value right now. Well, it's it's not going up in value, but they're trying to get it. Uh, cheaper when they know they can add the, the years the year codes to their account so that they don't have to worry about this and what they're hoping to do is move people to this new ps plus system which if again if you if you're not too familiar they've got it kind of broken down by uh different tiers so you've got like the PS Plus Essentials. You've got the PS Plus Extra, and then you've got the PS Plus Premium. So, like the Essentials is uh, 60 bucks a year. The Plus is 100 bucks a year, and then the Premium is 120 bucks a year. So, uh, they're they're trying to give you the idea that if you're going to spend 100 bucks on the Extra, why not spend the extra 20 to get the Premium? Uh, and the big jump is going to be between the 60 and the 100. Um, that's where they're trying to push people who want the PS Plus value uh with the PS Now value and uh I think I I think I spent I think I spent about 40 bucks for the PS Plus and I got the deal for the PS Now for about 50 so that's still coming in at 10 dollars under the year's worth of uh of of costs that they're asking for the ps plus extra right now and mine will automatically convert when the new system comes in but i really don't like this um i think it's a really shitty thing to do to uh consumers i think that the two-hour trials are a really terrible thing to ask uh, developers to have to do, especially going forward, because who knows if uh, this PS Plus system will 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 thrive. Uh, we really don't know how it's going to play out. And if they decide that the premium tier is the one that they want to make people uh, pay for the trials for, then you're asking the 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 biggest diehards to pay the most amount of money for this unspoken service to get a two hour trial that kicks off when they click download, and I just I, I mean EA has has something like this where they'll they'll be able to they'll they'll allow you to play. Uh, or, or play their games. If you have EA Play, uh, which is the service that's included with Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, and, and I went in and I played, um, what did I play? Star Wars Squadrons. I played Star Wars Squad- Squadrons for a bit. And I, I stopped before the trial went up. And I knew after about an hour, two hours that I was not going to enjoy that game. And as a result, I didn't really have to worry about uh spending any money on it it was included in the cost of the membership that i got i can't imagine wanting to spend that much money on uh, a playstation service that doesn't even at least let me play the game without taking into consideration the download time and that's coming from someone who has gigabit internet like i i download stuff fairly quickly um so i'm usually not too too worried about it but I hope that the trials that are made available are separate apps compared to the full game. I would hate if you had to download the full game to to be able to play the trial. Um, So I'm hoping that the trials are smaller in size and don't require a whole lot of space and i can see what they did here i can see i can see why they decided to go with what they wanted to do they they basically wanted to have something that was uh, a good consumer value add for their premium tier uh, the problem being is is that i think the fewest amount of people are going to be picking up on the premium tier and you're asking all of your all of these dev studios to create something for the smallest portion of uh of the audience of the ps5 plus people and i think that's I think that's a terrible way to go. It should be the complete opposite. If anything, what they should do is they should have developers make a two hour time trial that is made available part of the essentials package. And you can play any game uh, that is, is more than $35. Um, and, and honestly, I would say $50. Uh, if, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'd say any game that is $50 or more, given that they, they're charging $70 for their new games, any game that's going to be 50 bucks or more, they have to come up with a two-hour trial. That two-hour trial is an independent app that you download. It should be smaller than the game size uh, of, of the, or the the file size of the actual game. And those are made available to the Essential user users the bare minimum lowest tier, they can play it if they want access to that game they can pay for the ps premium which will give them full access to that game or if they want they can pick up the premium or they can pick up the ps uh plus extra tier which will give them um a a, a additional discount on purchasing that game like 20 percent off so that way if you're paying more for the the plus feature and you like that game, and you've played the the two hour trial. You get a good discount off of it. If you're paying for the ultimate tier, the highest tier, then you just get full access to that game. And then if you if you want to try the game, then the game should be uh, given a a trial for two hours on the bare minimum tier. That's that's how you get people into stuff. That's how you that's how you win them over. You give them uh, something for free that is limited at the very opening uh tier then you give them a good deal on it if they want to go up a tier after that and then you just give them the whole the whole kit and caboodle at the very highest tier the vip status because that's what that is you're you're paying your most loyalist fans uh for this content you should give them the full content not the time limited trials um so i i'm really disappointed in sony uh in in their decision in their planning i don't know who is making the plans over there but they really need to consider like what is consumer friendly and what is uh a uh, uh, friendly for your clients um Or or, yeah, I guess they'd be clients, the the dev studios, uh, the ones making games for your console, Um, because I can guarantee I I can promise you, man, like Xboxes, if, if they don't do this, then we might start seeing more games that are above that $34 cost, but not necessarily full price game moving to xbox especially if xbox can pull out the wallet and if phil spencer can say like hey you know we'll make you a good deal if you want to come to game pass and then you can be on our store and we're not going to require you to uh, pay for a or make any trials and they may just forgo having to be on the sony playstation because of the additional cost that it may incur now the fact that you can according to the article the fact that you can uh, potentially like make a trial within, I believe, what did it say within the first three months? Was it, I mean, let me go back to the article here and see, uh, whether or not it was within these, let's see, the policy in the credit receipt, good news, upcoming games, latest flexibility, uh, da, 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 required to be available for 12 months, which I think is complete, a complete terrible idea for that um i can't find it i i read this over again and i can't quite find where the where i where i read that but i remember them saying that there was a little bit of a a leeway in uh in in where how how soon they could get that trial in there um So I just, I have such a a bad feeling about why Sony is making some of these choices. And I think part of it has to do with them pushing this new system, uh, but also them trying to figure out how to get more money uh, from people um, through incentivizing them with the worst type of thing uh, at the highest tier instead of it being the other way around so staying on the ps plus uh train for now um there was an article that came out thanks to eurogamer.net uh thanks to matt wales um who they they had a a podcast that they do over eurogamer and uh over there they were talking about a reddit user who found uh they a couple users had found uh potentially three games that are being redone for the uh, ps plus service um, which is I found out June 22nd, the launch, uh, at least for in Europe, which I think is actually the right one in there. But um, they talked about having some classic games that were going to be made available to the premium tier. And according to some Reddit users who found some updated uh, artwork on the PS Plus backend or, or PSN back, uh, backend, the, the servers version of it, um, it looks like they are working to bring uh, Tekken 2, Mr. Driller, and Ridge Racer from the PSP uh, to the the new service. So um, this has it kind of interests me. I don't know. I, I don't. A lot of those old games are great. I really do like uh, Tekken 2. I think it was a great one. Ridge Racer is amazing. Um, but. For the most part, a lot of these classic titles, I kind of wonder how how much people are going to really want to dive into those. Uh, it's something that has been a big question with Nintendo as far as them re-releasing their original uh, Nintendo games and then their Super Nintendo games and now moving into N64. A lot of people are still asking if they plan on releasing like the GameCube games um, or how, how deep into the catalog the N64 titles are going to go. And uh, as far as like sega genesis are they going to move into like the sega cd or are they going to try and get into uh like the the actual dreamcast games um a lot of questions coming into the the kind of gaming sphere Regarding what's going to happen with this PS Plus collection. Uh, A lot of people are also questioning whether or not these titles are going to be worth playing. Uh, We recently got the PS uh, Classic, the PlayStation Classic, not too long ago. And uh, the emulation on that was actually really just not great. It was kind of bad. And a lot of people held off on it because it not only was it bad, but, uh, the, the console itself was very expensive at launch. And, uh, I remember I was keeping an eye on it for a long time. Uh, I remember Wario 64 talking about it being down to like 40, 30 bucks. And I kept holding off and holding off. And eventually I didn't get one because I just, uh, really didn't see myself jumping into those games. I like high, uh, I, I like those kind of mini consoles. I missed out on the Sega one, I always kind of wanted to get the Sega one but I've I've been holding off cuz Sega still kind of does a good job of bringing back most of the popular games. They they still have a large catalog uh that they that they haven't dove into uh if and if you're you're not sure what i'm talking about head over to the latest episode of player one podcast i was a guest over there and uh greg um definitely has like a vast knowledge of sega games that uh have not been released by sega since they originally came out or at least in the last like maybe five ten years and stuff so uh there's definitely a lot of work that can be done for game preservation um we recently got some news that apparently Sony is looking to spin up a, a team over there that is dedicated just to game preservations. Um, There was an article that came out, and this comes to us from creativeblog.com. Uh, Ian Dean wrote up the article. A lot of people did kind of jump on this, but uh, a tweet from PlayStation senior build engineer Garrett uh, Freedley has got the internet buzzing, according to the article. The game developer revealed uh, he has begun a new job at the new game preservation division inside PlayStation, tweeting, he has begun, quote unquote, working as one of their initial hires for the newly created preservation team exclamation mark end quote it appears sony is finally getting serious about preserving its fantastic back catalog of playstation games for years sony's approach to game preservation has been lackluster in 2018 sony did release the playstation classic console which i talked about uh but that was again something that just really was not it was not a good console um i definitely think i like the nintendo mini and the snes mini even though i've i've hacked my nes mini but i never hacked my snes mini and i don't know why i think it just came down to time and effort but with uh with the the playstation plus changing over uh, on june 13th for the u.s um, and the 22nd for europe uh it'll be interesting to see what they finally do with this classic collection is if the preservation team uh will have full autonomy to be able to take all of the the old playstation games uh bring them forward make them available God, that would be amazing to be able to have all those playstation games because there's so many that haven't gotten remastered and have just been left kind of dying um i'm thinking of you eidos uh or, or square enix E- Eidos, um, I think it was Eidos. Uh, they did the Soul Reaver games, and those have been stuck dead forever. And I and I loved Soul Reaver. It was one of my favorite games on the Dreamcast. I had such a good time with that game, and it sorely needs, uh, it sorely needs a reboot. Um, Raziel was a, a great anti-hero uh, against Kane, and it was just an amazing game. God, I love that game. Um, fond fond memories. Way better than Shenmue, by the way. Way better, uh, up there with Code Veronica in my mind. But anyway, it's nice to see that Sony is at least kickstarting a team to kind of focus on game preservation. Uh, especially given that they are making promises um, to bring classic games to their premium system or their premium service right now. So um, the fact that they're just doing this though is concerning because I can't imagine that they've got a lot of work uh, that they've done for this yet, which is kind of nuts considering they're launching the service or relaunching the service, I should say, at the at, at, during June, <laughs> which is not that far away. It's literally like 90 days away. I can't believe what they're doing. Less than 90 days away. It's like uh, what is it? less than sixty days away. It's like forty-five days. I don't know. It's days away. Actually, let me let me type in the. I'm gonna Google this, uh, and we're gonna find it. Actually, I'm gonna be it because I need the points. So don't hate me here. Uh, how many days till June? 13th 13th 2022 46 days son of a b i should have said 45 days i would have been spot on by the time you hear this so yeah it's 45 days away before we get this new version of the system and it's 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 an interesting day for when that's actually going to be coming out because uh the day before is a really interesting date that i'm excited for but before we get into that i have to talk about the last is this the last sony story let me take a look at my notes here uh got that got that got that got that got that okay yeah so this is the last story this is probably the most positive story that we're going to get from sony today and that's actually that uh the ps plus or not the ps plus the i've been saying ps plus all night so far the ps5 is finally got the update to support vrr which if you don't know is variable refresh rate which if you're not sure what a variable refresh rate is it pertains to certain tvs who uh, have a a refresh rate a a uh, and man I don't know how to deep the rabbit hole I need to go on this but if you're not familiar definitely definitely give it a bit of a, a dig on YouTube there's some good videos that kind of break down what um, refresh rate is uh, but VRR is something that Xbox has been supporting for at least the last generation uh, in this current generation it's been a feature that a lot of people rely on with TVs that have the ability to do this because games don't run at a lot frame rate most of the time very often games actually dip in quality which is why uh, uh, youtube channels and groups of people from like digital foundry have jobs it's because they're able to analyze these games uh, and find the best and the worst um, frame rates for them where the variance is going to be there and what the average uh, expectation of performance is going to be so when you have a game that varies in frame rate and it goes uh you know anywhere from 50 to 75 frames per second you're gonna have some weird stutters you're gonna see some weird clips and what vrr does is smooth that out it basically If you have uh, a game that rises and falls in frame rate, instead of having a flat refresh rate that cuts and deals with it going straight across that wavy line, it tries to sync up with that wavy line, those dips and those rises with the frames so that it's smooth and you don't notice the weird dips in the actual frame rate. It's a great feature and it really does help kind of make the gameplay feel more fluid and feel more natural so you're not really missing or getting uh, uh, pulled out of the experience because of the dip in, in graphics or the dip in, in uh, quality there. Um, I really like that. I think it's it's a great tool. It's nice to see that that is something that is being brought to the PSVR, uh, or excuse me, the PS5. Uh, it is VRR. And a lot of people have wanted it. And it feels oddly absent, given that this is almost two years into the console generation, uh, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. So some of the games that are going to be supporting this right off the bat, Astro's Playroom, Call of Duty Vanguard, Call of Duty Black Ops, Cold War, Destiny 2, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Dirt 5, Godfall, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Rat- Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, and Tribes of Midgard are some of the ones that they've said are going to be made available on top of games like Deathloop. Um, This is something that you'll need to go into the settings of the actual PS5 to be able to enable. It should, as far as I've seen, be auto-enabled, so it should automatically support VRR. Um, And there is a toggle there for uh, apply to unsupported games as well. I don't know if that's something that I've seen tested yet, but it is nice to know that this is something that is finally actually going to be uh, giving us... um, giving us the the kind of features that we're that we're already having on xbox consoles i'm glad that xbox was ahead of this this brings the two consoles more in line with each other as far as actual uh uh, technical specs and stuff like that so uh, i am kind of curious to to try destiny 2 on my playstation 5 now that it has vrr just to see how it is with the adaptive triggers because that's still something that really interests me it's something that I think I, I hope comes to Xbox. I would love to see some adaptive triggers come to the Xbox uh, controller because I, I do like those. I think they are not just a thing that is being said is cool, uh, but actually genuinely is cool uh, if implemented right. There's definitely some companies that just don't do it. Cyberpunk, terrible, terrible uh, adaptive triggers controls. Um, Call of Duty, I hear, is really good. Destiny 2 is really good. Um, a bunch of Ratchet and Clank, very, very good. Things like that. You mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. All right, it's time to get into the Xbox news. Uh, we got a really big announcement that came out just today, um, as of the time of the recording, uh, that the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase has a date, and it's going to be June 12th, and they're going to be going at 10 a.m. Pacific, which is going to be, what is that, 1 p.m. Pacific, and then that is... 5 p.m. No, 6 p.m. EST. No, uh, uh, what is that? GMT. I think it's BST or GMT. I think it's GMT. Anyway, it's coming out June 12th. They're going to be announcing a bunch of stuff. Uh, there's plenty of places to be able to go and actually watch this. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash Xbox, twitch.tv slash Xbox. Uh, they have the twitch.tv forward slash Xbox ASL if you want the assisted, uh, or the, the, um, the, the language or the, uh, Oh my god, ASL, American Sign Language. There we go. Got it out. Uh, You can also follow their socials over on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, I'm glad that they're doing this. It's nice to get a date considering it's 45 days away. Uh, And I also think it's kind of funny that the PS Plus uh, service is switching over on the 13th, which would make me think that PlayStation has something coming uh, earlier in June, probably either the 11th or the, the 12th. I would not be surprised if they were trying to land a date somewhere in there, if they even plan to do anything in there lately they've not and it's been kind of weird to see like them have a really interesting drop uh for a game in june which is you know something that was uh last of us 2 i believe last year was it last year no last year was uh nothing they didn't have anything because they came out with a returnal uh prior to that and then it wasn't until gosh oh no 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 they had ratchet and clank i can't remember when ratchet and clank came out but i think it was june of last year and then returnal was before that but then it was like media silent for a long time so i'm glad that uh while e3 is dead and 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 i i, I lament that because it's it's legitimately one of the things I always wanted to go check out I only ever got to go outside of the buildings and then hang out in one of the hotels uh, with CJ from the the player one podcast because uh, he had picked up some uh, Sea of Thieves merch for me and I went to go out and meet him um, but I never got to go to E3 and I'm kind of bummed that it's gone because I always wanted to go check it out and see what it was like from a media perspective not a a consumer perspective um but I never got that opportunity it is kind of cool that we're getting a Xbox Bethesda showcase and they are kind of honoring the kind of E3 era I think that is is something that is it is very much of a, a like an American um perspective I think that something that it is kind of everyone admires e3 but because it was always hosted in america i think that was something that american companies kind of hold on to as something that was precious i think companies like sony nintendo uh why am i blanking on ubisoft that's it ubisoft Uh, Those companies, I don't think necessarily um, hold on to E3 quite as tightly as Xbox does, which I I understand why they don't need to, you know, but I also appreciate the fact that Xbox is doing this. Um, The two games that I think are on everyone's mind right now is what is Redfall? How is that going to play out? Uh, Is it Destiny 2 with vampires? Um, And is uh, Starfield going to be Everything that everyone wants it to be. Um, will Todd Howard be able to pull this out of his hat and have it be an actual good game? Uh, let's go into the next story where we actually talk about that. Um, according to Gamerant.com, they had an article here from Joshua Duckworth who uh, found some information over on what was this? Resetera? I believe it was Resetera. Yes. There's a verified user who is a character artist uh, who was apparently a former Bethesda employee and ended up leaking details about Starfield. Um, there were a bunch of questions that were asked of them and the answers that they put in uh, were kind of interesting. So let me read this verbatim from their actual post uh, so that you can hear it from what they said. Uh, and this is regards to, just to uh, the Starfield, not not uh, Redfall at all. Um, it was a cool place to work. Very secure. The engine is a piece of crap though. Todd is a care charismatic guy for sure. Starfield looks good. Weekly Thursday playtests since the beginning of the year. More and more stuff coming online. Shooting feels all right. Flying is terrible at the moment, in my opinion, just not fun for me. Lighting and stuff is looking better and better, though it's not on the level of HFW, which I'm assuming is Horizon Forbidden West or anything like that, but still a great look or a good looking game. In terms of it, if it will ship on time, well, they try. Well, they will try, that's for sure. They'll cut what they did to etc. They have an overabundance of content, probably too much. So that's not the issue. Finding the fun and of course bug fixing is the big thing. It's a sexy date though and you only get one of those beta is the summer that's when the picture will truly become clear so i think he says a lot in this message um clearly this is coming from a perspective where they are not a fan of the flying they think it looks good they think it's going to have some trouble shipping but there's maybe too much game and they might have to cut out some of the game uh, for the sake of shipping it on time um, it's interesting that he compares it to Horizon Forbidden West, given the uh, amount of time that we've had with that game. Um, we know that Guerrilla Games is just a really good studio. Uh, Bethesda has always had some interesting quality issues, I think, with some of their games. Um, not speaking to say like, uh, Fallout 76, but more so some of their other games that they've put out. To the point where other people reference them uh, when you start to see bugs like that, like a lot of, of uh, Skyrim bugs or or uh morrowind bugs um it's just it's something that the the studio is kind of known for and i can't imagine that them being purchased by microsoft would change too much of that um, it'll be interesting to see what comes of the game based on the remarks about the engine uh and it being a cre- a, a piece of crap um that it, this is a brand new engine uh, I think that there is, I think there's a lot of bias when it comes to engines, especially given that this is a custom engine. This isn't just like UE four or UE five. Uh, you're very familiar with some of these in- standard, standard, no industry standards, uh, when it comes to engines. And unless you're familiar with an engine from the get go, it could be kind of tiresome to not be able to feel comfortable with uh, a brand new engine especially if they're still working on adding tools to it uh, so to say that it is a piece of crap is something that I, I don't hold a whole lot of weight in because I don't need the engine to be amazing I need it to do uh, what Todd Howard wants it to do with the game and if it does that then it doesn't matter how bad the engine is if the game works well um, especially g- given that the game is being built for it Uh, so I, I mean, I look at other games that are built on unreal engine and I look at what they're doing and I think, okay, well that's, that's an industry standard engine and all of these games are terrible on this engine. It might've been better if they had just stuck within their own engine and vice versa. Um, if you don't believe me, go look at like frost, no snowdrop engine. I think snowdrop is what the one that, that EA was so tied to for so much of their their games that it was just like god let these developers work on anything other than the Snowdrop engine because it's or maybe it's frostbite i can't remember which one came first uh or if they're even the same thing they might be the same thing um it's been that long since i've cared but i i'm i'm kind of bummed out by this a bit because i'm, I'm kind of hesitant if if this is accurate and and again this all kind of comes down to if this is actually accurate uh given the position that they're in and being verified by the reset admins it's fair to say that there's a good chance this is true Uh, but one person working there saying that the engine is crap does not give the full picture especially given that the person who is talking about the engine uh is a character artist and not an actual like game engine engineer uh, so I'm looking forward to Starfield. Um, it's probably the first Todd Howard game that I will be jumping into from the get go uh, to give it a, a strong honest opinion um i know some folks that that are are uh, just absolutely waiting for this uh tom one of my one of my friends for the the network of uh, my other show um he's been counting down the days and it's like it's 197 days away uh which is just insane to think that that's that's accurate i don't i can't see how many days that would be actually you know what we did this before we're gonna do it again this is gonna be the show thing this time how many days till, uh, what was it? November 11th, 2022, 197 days. Oh, wow. Is that accurate? Does that, that doesn't feel right. 197 days. God, are we really that far into, uh, 2020 already? Man, that's crazy. Anyway, we're, we're, we're getting lost in the weeds here. Um, the fact that this comes from a quote unquote former Bethesda employee doesn't say a whole lot outside of the fact that uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a fun game. It looks like it's going to be a good game. Hopefully they're able to get the, uh, the bugs under control and that they get all the content that they want in there. All right, the last bit of Xbox news that I want to jump into is going to be kind of like a big overseeing thing because uh, Microsoft decided that they wanted to buy Activision Blizzard. So uh, apparently in a meeting uh, earlier today, 98% of the shareholders voted in favor of the approval for the proposed Microsoft transaction from Activision uh, Blizzard stockholders. Um, This comes to us via business wire from no date, no, no byline. That's weird. I don't know why they didn't do that. But anyway, uh, they wrote on here, uh, Activision Blizzard announced that its stockholders approved the Microsoft Corporation's proposal to acquire Activision Blizzard at the Activision Blizzard special meeting of stockholders held earlier today. More than 98% of the shares voted at the special meeting were voted in favor of the proposed transaction. On January 18, 2022, Microsoft announced plans to acquire Activision Blizzard for $95 per share. In an all-cash transaction subject to the customary co- closing conditions and the completion of regulatory v- review, the, proposal tra- or the proposed transaction is to clo- expected to close in Microsoft's fiscal year, ending in June 30th, 2023. Uh, the quote from Bobby Kotick, uh, who is a piece of shit. Uh, Today's overwhelming, uh, overwhelmingly supportive vote by our stockholders Confirms our shared belief that combined with Microsoft, we will be even better positioned to create great value for our players, even greater opportunities for our employees, and to continue our focus on becoming an inspiring example of a welcoming, respectful, and inclusive workplace. I almost threw up in my mouth knowing that that came from Bobby Kodak, who is a piece of shit um i'm glad he's getting out of here man i really am because man that uh, that was the most that was the most like talking out of both sides of your mouth i've ever seen someone uh make a statement for it um i i have been very positive on activision blizzard as of late uh the studios themselves have actually been making some really good announcements in fact why don't i get into some of those announcements so uh if you don't know activision blizzard um who will be acquired uh pending regulatory uh review uh which i think is going through just fine i think that'll make it um and being being added to microsoft's uh repertoire uh at the end of june in july 20 or no june 20 no what is it june 30th 2023 um activision blizzard uh made three big announcements this week Um, One of them is the Overwatch 2 PvP beta, which I have access to thanks to a friend. Um, If you wanted to get access to it, you had the opportunity this week to watch streamers for four hours to be able to get access to the beta. Uh, I believe there is another way that you're going to be able to do this. This is just the beginning, by the way. Uh, They're definitely, definitely going to be making more opportunities for you to be able to do this, uh, which I believe I will find out right now. Overwatch 2. I can't believe I clicked close the actual uh (laughs) i can't believe i actually closed this um there was another article that came out thanks to who was it it was uh over at forbes i believe did i have i thought i had this pulled up son of a b this is the thing i hate about myself sometimes where I know there is Twitch drops aren't your last chance for Overwatch 2 beta access. Thanks to Overwatch League. Uh, This actually comes from Chris Holt, who's a contributor over at Forbes, not uh, Tassie. If you missed out on claiming Overwatch 2 beta access through today's mega Twitch drop campaign, all is not lost. The Overwatch League will give away thousands of beta keys during its opening weekend. This is going to be starting on 3 p.m. Eastern time uh, between May 5th and May 8th. Uh, which is next week. So if you want to play Overwatch 2 beta and try out the new push mode, uh, there's going to be an opportunity. They will be giving away 1500 keys that will be uh, given away each hour during the opening weekend of season five. Um, I've been playing Overwatch 2 beta for uh, a bit now. Um, I have not gotten a chance to jump into the tanks because I hate tanking. And I've not gotten a chance to jump on Sojourn, uh, who is the new hero. Uh, everything I've seen from these look like the uh, the 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 different um, reworks that they had for like Orisa, who was actually one of my favorite characters, even though they are a tank, uh, is actually overpowered right now. I think some of the other characters are pretty overpowered. And um, most of the other characters are being kept the same. It looks great. It runs really well. Uh, and the new push mode is fun. Um, I think it's it's more balanced than payload. Um, I think with payload, because of the checkpoints, you tend to get stuck in that moment where... You just have to wipe the team or push the team. And once you get balance, you can just kind of keep pushing it. Uh, But you have to wait for like a good team wipe to be able to actually make any kind of progression. Uh, With this um, in the nature of like staggering characters through the gameplay, through the natural match, uh, I think push tends to do better for this. Um, You feel like there's a little more a little more uh, a kind of progression as opposed to just you know how much time do you have if they just absolutely stomped you during their payload push because that always sucks uh, so I like push a lot um, I think they did a good job with it I think it maybe still needs a little bit of tweaking but the map itself is actually really fun and I think that the game itself looks really good I don't really understand the score screen but the gameplay is solid and, and I think that's something that Overwatch 2 is never had too many problems with they've always been very good and i think the 5v5 is actually kind of nice right now because it's set up as uh, one tank two dps and two support which i like because you know what a lot has been done to the tanks to try and make them uh kind of fit that role a little bit more and it is kind of up to them to be good, you know. It's no longer just like run a Reinhardt and run a Warthog, and then the Warthog just goes around killing people because that's what the Warthog did. It's like no, actually make the Warthog kind of like important, kind of uh, you know take take that thing. Let the let the other actual DPS kind of go around and flank if they need to, or uh, you know to hold a point and let the uh, let the support do their job. Let um I, and I and honestly, I feel like mobility is going to be the thing that really kind of uh, makes the supports strong or not. I'm getting deep into the weeds though but it is it is pretty fun right now uh getting into the rest of the activision blizzard news um they announced diablo immortal is coming um and this was something that was kind of nuts because i have played diablo immortal for quite a while over the past couple blizzcons and it's always been made available on ios and android uh at those blizzcons and it's always played fairly well i've always really enjoyed the gameplay and as it is something that is going to be coming out before diablo 4 after diablo 2 uh resurrected which just got a new season the first season just dropped today Uh, you can go ladder up if you want Um, but Diablo Immortal has always been something that is a really fun way to play Diablo on the go if you don't have a Nintendo Switch or you don't want to carry around a Nintendo Switch but you want to play Diablo 3 Diablo Immortal is kind of that in between which I do like Uh, but they announced that they are going to be doing a PC beta for this and I'm, I'm pretty surprised by this because Diablo Immortal is going to be releasing on June 2nd and uh, that's going to be made available on iOS and Android and then the the uh, PC version which is going to have WASD move controls a first for Diablo because Diablo is typically a point and click adventure where you run around and hit spells and uh, right click on things all the time so it's it's like known for it being a clicky game uh, is going to have WASD controls which falls in line with the actual mobile version of it but it's a different take on Diablo and I'm kind of interested to see how this goes because they've been holding on to this for a while Um, there was a good point in gosh what was it I believe it was 2019 I think it was 2019 they took control over from the the company that was working on it um, which was overseas Uh, there was a a Chinese studio that was working on this because it was basically reskinning another game and uh, Diablo uh, Mortal went and became an internal project for that time, and they've been working on it since then. And I think a lot of what they've decided to do has really kind of make players feel like they are being listened to, which has been a huge issue with the company. They have they have not really displayed how they are listening to their consumer base because their consumer base is very loyal but also very vocal and they're generally right about what they want uh so it's nice to see that they are coming out with a pc version of this i will definitely be playing it on mobile as well as pc just to play it because when i did play it i had a really good time with it um, but interesting it'll, 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 to it'll find out that uh, the other thing is something that is really kind of personal and and it's a shame that i'm leaving this towards the end of the ep- episode because you may not hear this if you do hear this then. You definitely need to help support my friends who have been working on this. But I have had some friends that I've sailed with on Sea of Thieves for a long time. And while I haven't sailed with them in quite a while, uh, it's uh, still something that I really care about what they work on. And they've been over on Blizzard working on a secret project, which is still technically very secret. Uh, But on May 3rd at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, um, 1900 CEST, which I have no clue even what that is, uh, but 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you go to reveal.blizzard.com, you'll be able to watch the announcement of the Warcraft mobile game that they have been working on for freaking years. I have been hearing about this mobile game. I have no clue what it is. They've never told me what it is or, or um, what, it, what even type of game it is, but I know they're working on a game. And based on the the uh, based on the, the hires that they've been doing for a long time, I've known that the one of the games that they're working on is a mobile game. And I'm excited to find out what it actually is uh, because it's something that I'm interested in seeing what they do, knowing the type of games that they play that are mobile and knowing that they are working on a Warcraft mobile game. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I'm very curious if, if it ends up being something like a Clash of Clans, but in Warcraft style because uh, we don't really know. Uh, the little blurb that came out with the announcement was the Warcraft universe continues to capture imaginations across the globe with enlightening experiences and immersive gameplay. And that is the foundation for the World of Warcraft and Hearthstone. We are happy to present a new mobile game for the Heroes of azeroth looking to play on the go, and we cannot wait to get it in your hands. Uh, so this is again going to get announced on May third. Um, if you have the opportunity, I would definitely say go go support this, just because my friends are working on it, and I love my friends, and they continue to uh, support me in what I do, and I think it's just it's really cool that they're. They're finally getting to announce their game, and I'm so excited because it hasn't leaked at all, <laughs> except for the one time where I joked about it being a paper doll simulator for Blood Elves. And and I don't think that's actually what it is, but it would be really funny if that's what it is. Um, so, but anyway, that's that's kind of it as far as the Xbox news. Uh, there's... Um, a couple things here and there um, that I that I saw that was like some good sales going on right now over on Xbox and on PlayStation. Like 500 uh, plus games are on sale right now for PlayStation uh, Five and PlayStation Four. Um, like the uh, Bloodborne, the Crew Two, Death Store, Devil May Cry, uh, Hades is on sale right now. Immortal Phoenix Rising's, Metal Gear Solid Five, Madden NFL 2022, Near Replicant, Persona Five, uh, Secret of Mana, um, Jedi Fallen Order uh the Yakuza originals, Wreckfest, um uh Spiral Reignited trilogy are some of the best ones that I saw thanks to the GameSpot article. Uh, they also had another article available for Xbox where they said uh Battle Chasers Night War, which is a good game, uh, is, is on sale. Code Vein is on sale for 10 12 bucks for code vein. If you like um JRPGs, Devil May Cry is on sale. Um, the Dragon Dragon Quest games are on sale uh Final Fantasy 15, Little Nightmares, Monster Hunter World Icebound, uh Deluxe Edition, near Replicant, um Resident Evil Village is 50% off right now. Scarlet Nexus is on sale right now. Tales of Arise is on sale right now. Uh especially the the Deluxe Edition Tales of Arise is probably one of the best JRPGs on the Xbox right now. If you if you don't know, go play the demo. Uh that's available. <laughs> um but those are all on sale right now. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Was there anything else that I wanted to touch on? Uh, no, that's it. Oh, uh, PS Plus Games. I forgot about that. Um, coming here at the end with the deals and stuff. Uh, the May Monthly Games, FIFA 22, Tribes of Midgard, and Curse of the Dead Gods. Um, FIFA is pretty apparent. If you're not sure what that is, I really can't help you on that. It's soccer, folks. Uh, Tribes of Midgard. Tribes of Midgard blends survival and AR uh, ARPG genres into a colorful co-op or solo experience set within the universe of Norse mythology. Uh, blah, 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 as a person returned uh, to life by Odin himself, you and your tribe uh, of up to 10 players will need to defend the seed of something or other from evil forces set on bringing about Ragnarok. Uh, Together, you will have to venture out and explore the wilderness of Midgard to gather resources, resources, materials, and hidden treasures uh, essential to forging new weapons, epic armor, and fortifying your village. Your greatest threats lie hidden uh, throughout Midgard uh, in the of giants giant beasts of north legend will you be able to conquer these forces save the seed and (laughs) and escape before the onset of uh of something winter something something, other winner. Uh, curse of the Dead Gods, PS4 game that's going to be made available through PS Plus. Uh, in this skill-based single-player roguelike adventure, explore as a cursed temple, uh, a seemingly infinite labyrinth of bottomless pits, deadly traps, and monsters. Your greed will lead you to death, uh, but that is not an escape. Rise and fight again. Collect mystic relics and an arsenal of weapons to make yourself unstoppable, but each powerful curse can be a double-edged sword. Create Creating unique curses that influence your playstyle on every attempt. Defy the malignant deities that linger in this place. Good word usage, holy crap. Uh, Battle through hordes of enemies in dark, cavernous passages filled with traps and secrets of all sorts fire spewing statues, explosives, hidden spikes, and worse. Uh, this is also your last chance to jump on the current uh, PlayStation Plus games, which is Hood Outlaws. Skip it. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Get it. And then uh, what was it? Slay the Spire. Definitely get it. Um, you can also make sure to download Persona 5 through the PS5 uh, or PS Plus collection. PS or Persona 5 will leave the PS Plus collection on May 11th. Add the game to your game library before then to continue to access it while you have an active PlayStation Plus subscription and. Then there's like four four fucking stars next to this. What does that mean? Persona Five in the PS Collection is available for to PS5 owners with an active PlayStation Plus subscription. For more details, go here. The PlayStation Plus Collection is not available in China. Okay, oh, the caveats in this freaking blog post are stupid. Um, I can't believe they have to have like five caveats. Uh, For each of these, I think that's it as far as all of the different news items that I saw this week. I'm very excited to get into more uh, Overwatch 2. That's what I've been playing. If you're looking for new releases this week and you're uh, on Nintendo, I mentioned that Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports Review is out now. If you want to play the uh, the the new version of Wii Sports, um, that's that's available to you. Uh, according to what was it? Um do The reviews over at IGN they gave it a seven out of ten. Uh, the Open Critic has now got it at a seventy three with critics re- critics. Cr- 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 oh my god, <laughs> I can't talk tonight. Uh, critics recommending it at fifty four percent. Some of the biggest criticisms I've seen so far is that it is missing. Uh, a lot of depth. It does not have nearly as many games as the previous installments for like Wii Sports and stuff. Um, but the emotion controls uh, are are great and that people really enjoy those. Uh, and it also has online, which I think is the biggest thing. Um, the fact that it has online really gives you the ability to uh, jump on and, and play with a bunch of other people. I was watching, oh gosh, who was it? Uh, i think it was, was it nintendo life i think it might have been nintendo life no it wasn't nintendo life i'm sorry uh, it was actually game explain which is a great uh, another great resource for gaming news but Game Explain uh, was doing a live stream uh, tonight where they were showing off some of the different games, having listeners come in. Really, really cool. The other thing is actually for Xbox uh, players: if you have Xbox Game Pass, then you already have access to this. If not, for the next couple of weeks, you can pick this up for twenty bucks. But Bug Snacks, a previous uh, PlayStation exclusive at the launch of the PlayStation Five, is now available for many, 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 many different uh, companies. So, uh, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five uh pc xbox xbox uh, xbox one yeah is it yeah xbox one windows 10 and 11 and xbox series s and x uh this is an uh, e for everyone game you're you're basically running around eating bugs it's hilarious um bug snacks takes you on a journey to Snacktooth island uh home of the legendary half bug half snack creatures bug snacks invited by intrepid explorer uh elizabeth megafig uh, you arrive to discovery your host nowhere to be found her camp in shambles and her followers scattered across the island alone and hungry it's up to you to solve the mysteries of snacktooth island what happened to lisbert what are bug snacks and where do they come from but most of all why do why do they taste so good uh, there are up to I believe hundred different bug snacks or different species that you can get um from like centipede uh, uh donuts um to gosh i don't even i can't even tell you what the heck this thing is but it looks like a rib of racks that's running around like a centipede it's it's hilarious um this is one of the games that I actually i believe was one of the better games that came out on the ps5 at launch i, I want to say that it was a ps plus game that i missed out on because i wasn't subscribed to ps plus at the time because i just didn't need it and i kind of regret it because i'd already be able to play this but jump onto that it's on game pass go enjoy it and uh, i think that's going to do it for this episode um we we got through the news folks we made it that was it I hope you guys enjoyed it it was another week in the bag uh this was episode 17 so far um i can't believe i've been doing this since the beginning of the year and we're already 17 weeks in and there's only 197 days till uh starfield and there's only 45 days until the xbox bethesda showcase i can't wait to find out what's coming out there i want to see what's going on with Redfall. i think that's the biggest thing i'm really looking forward to whatever they announce for sea of thieves as always uh there's a bunch of stuff going on with sea of thieves if you want to know more about, uh, head over to your nearest web browser. Look for your search engine. Put in the words see a thieves podcast," and then you'll see the official's podcast, which is not mine. And then you'll see Keelhauled. And if you see Keelhauled, you should see Logan there. And just head over there, listen to my show, and then you'll be able to keep up to date with thieves uh, stuff. It's real simple, and I think that's going to do it. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can do the thing that um, no one does. And that i always forget to check which is an email it seems crazy but you can actually email the show at the Xbox wrap up at gmail.com i haven't received any emails i'm pretty sure i'm going to close this account because nobody sends me any emails but if you want to do uh something other than that which is uh you know maybe a little more normal you can head over to the uh newly christened uh musk twitter uh and head over to the the at, at the xbox wrap-up podcast um or actually i guess it's just at the xbox wrap up uh no no hyphens or anything in there um but if you want you can head over there you can actually tweet at me on there that's where the notifications go out uh for the episode other than that uh the keel discord has a channel dedicated to the xbox wrap up where i throw a link to the anchor.fm uh thing there No plans right now to do this show live just because of time constraints. Uh, No plans on doing a video at the moment uh, for this show. And for the most part, I'm just doing this for fun because uh, Anchor doesn't charge me. And that's that's the honest truth. I love talking about games uh, news with you. I love giving you all the news for the week. I hope that you find your Friday uh, as as awesome as mine is. It's gonna be my uh, wedding anniversary. It's our nine year anniversary and I'm looking forward to uh, steak dinner out at, at a restaurant where I cannot have to wear a mask, but I, I also hope that I, I, I probably will have to wear a mask because uh, Sacramento just went insanely uh, stupid and decided to run around and get a bunch of people sick. So that's fun. COVID sucks. Uh, stay home. Stay stay safe. And uh, for for all intents purposes, get your uh, get your vaccination if you feel like that is a safe enough thing for you to do. Uh, compared to getting COVID and uh, all that fun jazz. Um, I'm rambling. It's late. I got to get this published. So we're going to get out of here. Thank you all so much. If something crazy happens between now and next Friday, I'm sorry. I'll cover it. I probably will. Uh, next week's going to be huge, though. I already I already feel it in my bones. It's going to be a big week to talk about stuff. So uh, enjoy your evening. Enjoy your week. And I'll be back next week with the Xbox Wrap Up. <music>